This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, friends. Have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do, we may still struggle in our intimate relationships. My husband and I have a great relationship, but we are not relationship coaches. And we know that yoga can and does help, but at a certain point, you need more relational support from a relationship specialist. If you're going through some kind of challenge right now in your relationships, my friend Jason Gaddis at the Relationship School can help. Jason's team will pair you up with a skilled relationship coach And within 48 hours, you'll be getting private one-on-one support on whatever you're going through relationally. And right now, for my listeners only, Jason is offering half off one month of relationship coaching. Head over to relationshipschool.com slash Laura to get the deal and watch your relationships improve. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monday Motivation. Today's topic is the science of sweat. One thing I recommend to anyone is to sweat daily. And I I don't just mean, you know, sit in a baseball stand, 90 degree weather type of sweat in your crotch and armpits. I mean, move your body and heat from the inside out type of sweat. So what's the difference between these two and why is core integrated movement going to get us healthier and sweatier? So looking at the science of sweat, there are two types of sweat glands eccrine and apocrine. The body has thousands of these eccrine glands, which basically regulate our body's temperature. So as the body's temperature gets higher, our nervous system works to stimulate these glands to release sweat. Now, apocrine glands are found mainly in the armpit and groin areas. And even though the body's temperature can stimulate these glands, they're also triggered by things like 
feeling stress. You know, you're going to give a speech and you start to sweat under your armpits, that type of stress. It could also be other kinds of stress. Anxiety, same thing, going in front of people, doing something that makes you nervous, that also can trigger these. And then fluctuating hormones. So we know sometimes, depending on, like with women, a type of the month, what happens with our hormones, men as well, this can stimulate those glands. So the apocrine glands produce bacteria that help to break down the sweat. And that's actually what gives us body odor. It's not sweat. Sweat is odorless. But it's the bacteria that are under our armpits that create this smell. So that bacteria mixes with the sweat and that creates that body odor. And the odor and sweat stains that we sometimes see under the armpits are caused by these apocrine glands. The eccrine sweat glands are all over the body, but they're really focused and concentrated in the bottom of your feet, on your forehead, and in your palms. So if you get that sweaty palm feeling, that's what's going on here. And their main goal is to regulate your body temperature. And this is known as thermoregulation. So we want to have that. That really helps us stay in a balanced state. And so these glands are, because they're just opening right into the surface of the skin, they're pretty odorless. There's not a lot of bacteria there. Now, what about these glands? So humans have these glands, the apocrine glands, primarily in the armpit and groin, and they can also act like scent glands. So that can, in animals, that can be an attractive thing, maybe not in females or males, uh, human males and females, um, because that can create that bacteria smelly thing. But the bacteria in the sweat, again, when they interact, they produce this body odor. So like eccrine glands, the apocrine glands get activated during exercise. But as I mentioned before, the apocrine glands also come awake when we're nervous, anxious, excited. And that can be that kind of smell-inducing thing that we were talking about. So sweat, what is it? How has it come about, right? It's triggered not by the heart rate or movement, but by the receptors in the hypothalamus area of the brain. So people that live in hotter human environments adapt to that weather, just as people who work out and sweat more and sooner become more aerobically trained. So sweat also gives us an indicator of our fitness level. We adapt quickly when we're in better shape. And this is why sweating every day purposefully through movement is so important because we become better thermoregulators. Now, sweat is determined by some other factors, um, including your gender, environmental conditions, like again, where you live, your genetics, your age, and also your fitness level. So we can control some of those things. We can't control our gender. Uh, we can't control our genetics. We can't control our age, but we can control our fitness level. And in the way we sweat, two of the major contributors to sweat rate are our fitness level and our weight. If somebody weighs more, they're going to be more likely to sweat, to increase that production of release of the, the thermoregulation because the body is exerting more energy to function and more mass. There's more mass to cool down. So Again, those are some things we can control. We can't control gender, but we can control our fitness 
and our body weight to a certain degree. Now, people who are not in great shape tend to sweat in a uh, more central pattern. So like in the back body, in the center of the chest, those who are more in shape tend to sweat more evenly across their body. And in general, women do typically sweat less than men. Now, what's really fascinating is the more fit you are, the quicker you will start sweating. It'll be easier and earlier. And that might sound a little weird because sometimes people are like, gosh, I sweat so much. If you start sweating, like in my lit classes, we start sweating right away because we go right into the core, the deep part of you that fires you up and that prepares your body for movement. And therefore you get more efficient at regulating your body's temperature when you sweat earlier. And then, and that's not just like, you know, sweating in a hot yoga room. It's actually internal heat to drive that sweat out, to drive the pores to open up and release. And when you start sweating earlier, the body cools down faster and that releases extra body heat and allows you to work out harder and for longer. So these are also really important aspects of fitness. You know, can you work out for an extended period of time? Can you work out kind of at maximum capacity or 75% of perceived maximum capacity? That fitness level will improve, your sweating will improve, and your sweating really gives you feedback to how well you are thermoregulating, managing your temperature change. So what we're going for is earlier sweat and more kind of global sweat. Remember, we don't want it just like in the front and back body, but more all over. That means we're really efficient at thermoregulation. Now, this woman named Sarah Everts, who is kind of a sweat expert, says, instead of thinking of sweat as gross, think of it as an evolutionary marvel. She even calls it a human superpower and a highly efficient one at that. She says, we effectively dispatch water to our skin, and as it evaporates, it whisks heat away from our bodies. So that's really what it's doing, is it's pulling out that heat so we're not just uh, feeling all stuffed inside heat-wise. Sweating is, has allowed us from an evolutionary standpoint to really survive because we were earlier on able to go out and forage in the, in the sun without overheating while our predators were relegated to the shade of survival. So we have really adapted to survive almost anywhere. Now, sweating itself is the release of salty liquid from the sweat glands. It's mostly water, and then it has some salt in there. And again, its main purpose is as it evaporates, it cools the body. And that sweat is regulated by the autonomic or sympathetic nervous system. So sweat is released to the skin through ducts. And when you start to heat up, say I'm in the beginning of my lit yoga class, I start to heat up, the brain, my brain will immediately respond by releasing sweat from these glands. We have two to three million glands spread out all over our body. And that brings that liquid to the surface through the pores to help lower the body temperature. So we really are wanting to sweat regularly and we want to sweat because we are moving, because we're producing heat that needs to uh, be dissipated. Now, how to measure someone's sweat? They actually do this scientifically. 
So first of all, you could weigh your body completely nude on scales if you have them. You do some kind of intense physical workout for 45 minutes to an hour, and then you weigh yourself again. And the amount of weight lost is your sweat rate. So one pound of weight loss equals 16 ounces of sweat loss. And this rate can vary based on, you know, what you're doing, how intense it is, how the temperature is outside, what your blood sugar rate is, and some other factors. But once um, this rate has been established by this measure, these researchers have shown that it can be used to really give you um, an idea of the amount of water you need to drink in that hour of activity incrementally. So if you've ever gone into a a hot yoga class, not to bash it, but sometimes the teachers will tell you not to drink water because somehow that'll take your focus away. And that is not a good idea because you are in a very hot, humid environment. You're moving and you're going to be sweating quite profusely. If you don't get that water back in and that liquid back in, so it could be water with some salt in it in the form of, you know, some kind of hydration packet. But if you don't get that back in, you're going to feel depleted. And we know that feeling when we are dehydrated. So we want to make sure that we're keeping our water intake up, especially when we're sweating. And you want to do it in incremental amounts. So you definitely need to be sipping some water if you're doing something really, really sweat intensive. So why is sweat so cleansing for us? This is another great thing. It's we're improving our thermoregulation, we're improving our fitness level, and we are cleansing. This woman, Everts, writes, if you open up the body, you're very wet inside. So we have this thing called interstitial fluid, and that's keeping our organs damp and moist. And all of that interstitial fluid is sourced from blood. So when your body gets the cool down message, your sweat glands source the sweat from that interstitial fluid. So literally anything that's in your blood that's small can percolate out. And so what's coming out of your sweat pores, keeping you cool, you're dispatching also some things, um, some proteins that do crowd control for the microbiome of your skin. So helping the helpful bacteria thrive and trying to keep the pathogens at bay. That's really, again, sometimes you'll be extra stinky and that's a way you can kind of sense like, oh, I'm detoxing something. If you've ever had a lot of alcohol at night and then sweat the next day, you will smell like alcohol. You are literally sweating some of that stuff out. And that's a really nice way of cleansing and getting rid of some of this extra stuff that you, you know, that's, again, that crowd control from the microbiome of your skin, but it's also going in that, from that interstitial fluid as well. So we want to make sure that we are sweating regularly, not only for, again, the fitness and the thermoregulation, but also for the potential release of some stuff in our pathogens or whatever toxins to get them out. Now, there's a lot of mixed research on how effective sweat is for detoxifying you. But the research that has been done has shown that, you know, when you're sweating, you are again, releasing some of that bacteria, but you might also be releasing some heavy metals. So there was a study done in 2016 that showed levels of most heavy metals were lower in people who exercised regularly. Heavy metals were found in the sweat and urine with a higher concentration in the sweat. 
And that led them to the conclusion that along with, you know, urinating, sweating is a potential method for elimination of heavy metals. There's also been some studies that have done on chemical elimination and that people that, you know, were sweating, sweating was an effective removal route for things like BPA, which is, uh, you know, found in plastics and resins and can be used as a tool for BPA monitoring. PCB elimination, um, this is a man-made chemical that's been demonstrated to be pretty adverse on our bodies. And another study in 2013 showed that the sweat could have a role in eliminating certain PCBs from the body. So think about all these things. We're cleansing bacteria. We're possibly cleansing heavy metals. Super, and we're getting our brain and our body more intellectual in its ability to regulate. We not only are cooling ourselves, but we're learning how to cool ourselves more efficiently. There are people that have problems with sweating, so you should definitely get that checked out. If you're sweating too much or too little, there's some conditions that cause people to sweat too much or sweat too little. But always go back to, are you hydrating enough? Um, Because that hydration, you know, as I mentioned before, water is being pulled from the body in the form of sweat. It's being pulled from that interstitial fluid. So if you're not hydrating enough, you can really get dehydrated, which is not a great feeling. So we know sweat is a huge body altering benefit and it keeps us from overheating. It possibly detoxifies things in our body that we do not want to have, cleaning out um, heavy metals, PCBs, BPAs. And it really also gives us a measure of our fitness. So keep sweating, know that it's good for you, but move to sweat. Really ramp up your the intensity of your movement. Remember, the quicker you're sweating, the more efficient you're being. And, you know, try my lit yoga and you'll really feel that because you go right into the core. Core integrated movement is essential for that because that's the center of your body. And it is, if you think of like the core temperature of the earth, like going into the molten lava, that's what we're going into when we go into our core. And that brings out that heat to the surface, to the skin. And then we release out through the pores, this wonderful, wonderful thing called sweat. So I hope this encourages you today to keep sweating, sweat more, sweat more efficiently, and keep track of how you're sweating. And as always, stay hydrated. And as always, I am pulling for you. 